Hello, wealthy bosses. You're listening to Launch to Live Lavish. If you're a young person looking for tips, tricks, and advice on entrepreneurship, money management, and building generational wealth, this is for you. Listen as we discuss all things launching into purpose, passion, and wealthy living. This is your host, Natasha, the wealthy boss babe, Toronto realtor and business strategist. Every time I get to be with y'all is a blessed day. Without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, so as mentioned, it is Natasha, the wealthy boss babe, and we are here, episode one. My goodness, you guys. I am so excited that you have decided to join me for this very first episode entitled Redefining Wealth. And it's really just an introduction to what this whole podcast is about. So let's go ahead and let's dive in. I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of background. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Natasha. I am a realtor here in Toronto, Canada, as well as a business strategist and coach. I help young entrepreneurs launch sustainable and profitable businesses from the get-go. In 2018, I launched my business, then known as Simply Aura Consulting, and it really was just a business that started out from my love of real estate. I wanted to help other persons Um, you know, build wealth, Uh, persons who were really just struggling, um, like myself, who hadn't had the best relationship with money, who were in a lot of debt, just have a new outlook on life and also help them to see the potential of building wealth through real estate. Also wanted to help younger persons like myself. So the young generation prepare so that by the time that they're ready to buy their house, they're, you know, well-versed on what that looks like, what the process is like, and, and really just demystify anything or any thoughts that were there as to them not being able to own a home. I launched the business, didn't really go as planned, took a year and some off, and then finally in October of 2020 decided to relaunch, this time focusing on, you know, helping persons overcome a bad relationship cycle with debt. And it was then changed to what we knew back in October as Simply Free. So I was really just, you know, educating young people about, you know, credit scores, getting out of debt, like I mentioned, how to set up better financial habits to maintain and manage their money and also to retain their money. And somewhere along the journey, you know, things really just started to change. Within that year and a half, I actually got my real estate license and COVID hit, as a lot of you guys know, in January, I believe it was like January, March of 2020, rather. And so for that time, I really, I really just had gotten my license, was trying to figure this whole entire thing out, really feeling a burden to step out and educate about finance and really just... You know, I had been through a lot of um, struggles with money, made a lot of mistakes, mistakes that I had promised myself I would never had made. And I really just felt this pull, this this tug to share um, what I had learned, the tips and tricks that I had used and tools and strategies that I'd used to come out of debt. And so somewhere along that journey after launching in October of 2020, things started to change. Um, in, in January of 2021, I had hosted a couple of webinars wanting to really reach the young people before they made the mistakes, um, you know, that a lot of us end up making, you know, we go into university college and we get our first credit cards and it's just <laughs> downhill from there. Or maybe, you know, you haven't taken out a credit card or we didn't take out a credit card, but you just really don't have, you know, that foundation 
to manage your money well. I really wanted to reach the young people before they got to that stage to educate them and make them aware of what it meant to manage their money. And it was it was crazy, y'all. Like went through so many things, so many changes. I was coaching at the time, trying to really figure out this business thing and really figure out where I saw Simply Free going. And then came the difficult decision, you know, it was um, running it as a business. So, you know, getting paid as well, but really my heartbeat was to impact people. And my heartbeat is always to impact. So, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's that difficult struggle of, well, I want to impact, I want to impact the world, um, but I also need to make money because I need to live. And I have goals and dreams of my own that I'm trying to fund. And things also for me, it's always been that I've wanted, you know, again, impact. So where when I'm making money from this, I'm pouring it back into this thing because I really want to reach um, this generation and I want to pour into their lives and I want to make sure that I'm impacting them as much as possible, doing what God has called me to do. So um, I had to make the difficult decision to get back into real estate, um, to do it full time. And so that meant that I, I couldn't be full time in my business as I had originally planned. And so with that, I remember um, this happened in March and I was just like crying my eyes out, y'all. Y'all saw me showing up on Instagram doing my thing, but I was so sad. I remember speaking to a mentor of mine and she was just like, Tosh, you know what? If God has called you to just put your hand in everything, um, what if he's called you to like be multi-talented and it it doesn't mean that you just have to um, be in one thing. Like you you don't have to give up on uh, what we then knew as simply free. You don't have to give up on simply free. It just means that you got to reassess and reprioritize and, you know, really make sure that you time block, manage your time properly so that you can put your efforts into what you want to put it into making money from real estate so that you can fund your, your dreams and live your life and, and do everything that you want to do as well as pursue this passion. And so really from there, things started to transition. I started to zone in with the help of my awesome, awesome business coach, Natanya. Um, now known as Natanya Mason, sorry. Um, And, you know, y'all should check her out. She's awesome, awesome. She'll help you scale your business for those of you who are entrepreneurs. Um, And she's at Natanya Creates on Instagram. But yeah, you know, with the help of her, I really started to zone in on what it is that I wanted to do, who it is that I wanted to help. And from there came Wealthy Boss Babes wanting to help female entrepreneurs um, really launch a sustainable and profitable business. And it was a journey. So many things switched during that time. And then, now evolving into what um, I've decided to call, you know, Wealthy Boss Collective, really still helping women to launch that profitable and sustainable business. Um, But also, you know, with the new merch that we have dropping for men and women, those who identify as bosses, um, those who are going out and doing what God has called them to do, launching into purpose, knowing that, you know, getting and maintaining wealth doesn't separate them from still impacting lives and really doing what God has called them to do. There is no separation. You can do both. Um, And so this just really is the perfect segue into what this episode is about, redefining wealth. You know, oftentimes we look at that word wealth and we think about materialistic things. We think about the red bottoms. <laughs> I always started with that because I love heels, you guys. The red bottoms, we, we think about the private jets. We think about luxurious meals and hotels and these huge mansions and all this stuff. But we don't actually take the time 
to look at what wealth is and the fact that wealth is not just defined by materialistic things. You can have money, you can have things and really just be so unhappy, not be living a wealthy life. You could not be content um, and you could have access to this world and everything that it has to offer and just really not be living a peaceful life. And so it, it was throughout this journey and just looking at the life that I want to live, the life that I've decided I'm going to live, I want to inspire you as well. Um, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a business owner, CEO, or just somebody who is wanting to live out the purpose of God in their life, this podcast is for you and this topic is for you or not this topic, but this podcast really is for you and the topic of redefining wealth is for you because again, like I said, it's not just about making money. So what does it mean to be holistically wealthy? I'm gonna break it down for us today in this episode and really being holistically wealthy can be defined by these four pillars. So this is the way that I I like to look at it. You have a table, right? And this table needs four legs to be balanced. If one of the legs are missing, it's going to be unbalanced. You can't put anything on this table. It's of no use. It's no good. All those three, those other three legs may be proper, good, screwed in real tight. But if you don't have that fourth leg, there's no way that this table is going to be able to do what it was meant to do, what it was purposed to do, right? And so I like to put it like this. Um, there are four pillars of wealthy living. So these are the legs of the table, right? And that can be defined as one of them. One of the legs is emotional wealth. The second leg is physical wealth. The third leg is financial wealth. And the fourth, spiritual wealth. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna unpack, well, what do these four pillars even mean? What is What does it mean? Why is this table important? And just so you know, the table is you. You gotta have these four pillars in your life so that you are well balanced and all of these four pillars together, these four legs make up this wealthy life. Okay, so emotional wealth. Emotional wealth is can be defined as the ability to maintain a deep sense of contentment that is independent of finances, so independent of money. So when we look at emotional wealth, we're talking about your mindset. And so in this podcast, we're gonna be going over these four pillars. Every single episode is gonna stem from these four pillars. So we're gonna be talking about what your mindset is. How has the trauma you've experienced in your life, how does it affect your business relationships? How does it affect your personal relationships? relationships because oftentimes we look at it and we think that okay running a business is just this easy thing you launch the business you make a couple posts on Instagram and boom people are gonna buy no let me tell you (laughs) after three years of being in this entrepreneurial world I can tell you it is not so my dear it is not so wealthy boss babe it is not so wealthy boss bro okay you have to be a well and well-rounded individual. Your business flows from you. And if you are not well, your business will not be well. Okay. And it may sound so weird or awkward, or you may be thinking, Natasha, how does it even relate? How does it connect? Um, and we're going to be talking about this over the next coming episodes that you're going to be here. We're going to have guests, speakers who are 
experts who are experienced in these specific areas or somewhere within these four pillars. And they're going to be sharing and connecting why these four pillars and that specific topic relates to you um, launching into purpose and living that lavish life. So what is your mindset? How has the trauma you've experienced in your life affect your ability to have relationships, whether they be business or personal? Okay, your mindset matters and your mental health is so, so important. If you're not well, your business will not be well, okay? Your emotional intelligence, how you communicate. Are you able to set boundaries, right? This is so important. I'm telling you, there are people, you launch that business, there are people who are gonna wanna push your boundaries, people who are gonna wanna disrespect you, people who are gonna have no regard, they're not gonna take you serious, they're gonna look at your business like it's a little small thing. And even you, you have to be able to set those boundaries with yourself. And those boundaries are really gonna establish the value that you see in yourself as well. Like, what are your values? Your boundaries are gonna be based off of your values. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what are my values? Am I gonna allow people to disrespect me? Um, Is time management um, high on my values? Is respect high on my values? What are my values and what are the boundaries that coincide with those values? Are you able to put them in place and are you able to keep them in place? When people push past your boundaries or they try to disrespect your boundaries or they try to make light of your boundaries, are you able to enforce them? This is also a part of that emotional well. And then again, like I mentioned, the ability for you to set boundaries with yourself. What are the things that you will allow yourself to do? What are the things that you won't allow yourself to do? This is so important because introspection is key. You need to be able to look within yourself so that you'll be able to grow. When you set those boundaries, you say, okay, you know what? I could stay up until 12 o'clock, but I'm gonna go to bed at 10 so that I can wake up early in the morning at eight so that I can have the time that's necessary to tackle everything that I need to tackle and still be able to take care of myself. So prioritizing, right? Setting those boundaries makes it easier for you to prioritize, for you to then do the introspection that is necessary for you to then grow. Okay, and this all reflects in the way that you do business. And then we talk about the second leg. This is called physical wealth. And the whole idea of physical wealth is the fact that what you do to your body and what you put in your body does matter. Okay, so what you eat does matter. Are you exercising? Are you staying inside? Are you sitting down all the time? It sounds so small, it sounds so insignificant, but it does matter. So you need to be taking care of your body and an unknown source quotes it as this, longevity nurtures prosperity. Okay, the longer you live, the more time you have. Just like the principle of investing, you know, you wanna take advantage of the value of time, right? The longer you keep that investment, as long as it is a sound investment, it's the better off you're going to be and the higher return you're gonna see. And it's the same thing here as well. Our bodies are the temple of God, for those of you who are faith-based believers. Um, and so we know that it's it's about your spiritual body, your spiritual man, as well as your physical body. I'll say it again, if you are not well, your business will not be well, and your family, your personal life, everything is impacted as well by your physical health. Okay, and whatever is happening on the inside reflects on the outside. So we're going to connect it again with one of the other legs, which is spiritual wealth. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but really just physical wealth. We're going to be diving into that. And I'm going to have some guests on the podcast who are really going to be talking about what it means to physically take care of ourselves and how that shows up in our business, how it shows up in the way that we allow other people to treat us, how 
it shows up in the way that we treat ourselves, how it shows up in our ability um, to perform even, um, and it does. So we're going to be talking about all of that. The third leg is financial wealth. And when I talk about financial wealth, I really want to just focus on your net worth and the idea of your net worth. So not really how much money you're making because you can build wealth by stewarding what you make. You don't have to quote unquote be a millionaire. You do not have to be an entrepreneur to build wealth or to be financially wealthy. Okay, you can work a nine to five and still build wealth. So we're gonna look at it from the standpoint of net worth being everything. So it's not about how much money you have coming in, but how much you keep. And yes, money, I I don't wanna make it seem as though the amount of money that you have coming in doesn't matter because obviously if your expenses and your debt outweigh how much money you have coming in, then you know there's something that needs to be readjusted there. We're gonna talk about that as well. Ways that you can make more money and how you should be tapping into, you know, your gift your talents um, and monetizing them to basically make more income. I just don't want you focusing on just the income aspect, but really on the retention aspect. So how much of that you're keeping and that's really going to allow you to build wealth. Okay. Not necessarily just saving, but investing as well. So all of this we're going to be tackling. Okay. And this is going to help you to build financial wealth. We're also going to be talking about, well, then what does money mean to you? Okay. And the whole concept and idea that money should be a tool and not the main event you know that scripture that talks about the root of money um sorry the love of money is the root of all evil okay and um what does that really even mean um we're going to be breaking that down and really just looking at even as faith-based believers there's nothing wrong with you pursuing your passion um or you launching out and you charging your worth and you building a business, scaling to six figures, making multiple six figures and beyond, um, there's nothing wrong with you being wealthy and being a Christian. We're gonna demystify that whole entire thing, right? And if we look at Matthew 6, 19 to 21, okay, it says, don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them and thieves can break in and steal. Instead, Store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy them and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. And I was actually reading this this morning in devotion and it's it's so it's such a deep scripture by no means. I mean, it and it's it's so wild, you guys, because these four pillars really and we're going to be talking about it in the next one, the fourth pillar represents the scripture so well. OK, we don't want to be all heavenly minded and no earthly good in that we don't occupy our time here and that we're not doing um, what we're supposed to be doing here on earth. Right. And really just that idea that money is a tool. Oftentimes we talk about and now speaking to my faith based you know listeners and even if you aren't faith-based you know i'd like you i'd like for you to listen to this too because it's not just about making a ton of money you know living here and god wants me to live poor and he wants me to just not do anything here and he wants me to pursue the things of his kingdom but the things that you know we are to do for the kingdom those things take money as well and imagine the access and what we could do for the kingdom if we used the wealth that we acquire to be a blessing and to be used for the kingdom of god so we look at that scripture and um you know immediately my thoughts are uh, while i was doing devotion this morning is like where is the treasure of your heart 
You know what I mean? And I was just thinking automatically it came to me the idea and the thought of pirates. When we look at the scripture and when we just even think about pirates, you know, they're digging or they're, they go and they find their treasure now. They dig deep for this treasure. When they open it up, what are they expecting to find? Right. And then I think about the thought out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is inside of you is going to come out. Right. So are you pursuing money for money's sake? Are you pursuing money for materialistic things? Because those things will fade, you know, moth and rust will destroy those things and thieves can break in and steal them. Those things are not eternal. Those things don't last. But if the treasure that you're storing up or the treasure that you're pursuing and you're, you're hoping for is, you know, what it, what it talks about earlier, I believe it's earlier or a little bit later in that same scripture, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Everything that you desire will be added if you first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, you know? So where is the treasure of your heart? When you dig deep um, and you open up that treasure, what, what will be found when we dig deep and we open up that treasure? When we talk to you and we look to see what your heart is, right? When, when people look to and talk to me, and they they dig deep to see what the treasure of my heart is what are they finding is it a love for money is it just wealth for wealth's sake is it wealth so that i can go and flaunt um is it wealth so that i can go and show off like what is my motive you know what i mean and this is a huge part because you got to know your why when you're going to build wealth when you're going to launch that business all of that, you got to know why you're doing it. And it's more than just, it should be more than just a superficial thing. It should be more than just, I want to do this because I want to buy those red bottoms or I want to buy this so that people will validate me or people will praise me or that I'll look good. You want to make sure that your why is deep. And that's the thing that's going to actually motivate you to persevere and to push through um, when you really feel like you want to give up. Because let me tell you, launching a business pursuing passion, even the thing that God has called you to do is not always easy. It's not going to be a walk in the rose patch. It's not going to always, always something that you want to do, right? But it's, you're going to have to know and you're going to have to know your why so deep that you wake up and you're like, it's something that I have to do. Like there is no other choice. And that same analogy with the pirates, I think about it like this. There is a key that is necessary to unlock that treasure and that's what money should be. And you have a choice to either let money be the key or money be the treasure, right? Money can be a tool that will unlock doors so that you can pursue passion, will unlock doors so that you can take that business worldwide um, so that you can have an impact for generations to come. Money can be the key or it can be the treasure. And if it's the treasure, that will fade Pirates, if you look at the whole concept and idea of pirates is they go and they chase treasure. They leave everything behind and they sail the high seas to to find treasure. And that treasure can be taken away. Again, it could be spent. It could be destroyed. They could end up in a storm and all of that money be gone, right? But when money is just the key, when it's just the key that opens up what's actually inside and that treasure is eternal, nothing can take it away. And that's where the other pillars come in. Now, I know that I haven't looked at the scripture in its traditional sense, but much like a relationship with God and salvation is the key that unlocks you know, the eternal prize, being in heaven, being with Christ for eternity. Money opens the door to many opportunities that we otherwise would not have had for us to continue to pursue passion, for us 
to launch out and to impact our community and to do the things that we feel God has called us to do. And so I would much rather have money be a key than it be the treasure that can be wasted, that can be gone, that can be taken away. Just like I would rather, I would much rather have eternity with Christ than to say that I have a relationship with him and that I have salvation. I've done all of these things, but then I don't get to spend eternity with him. So neither are bad. Money is good um, and pursuing passion is good. Having both of them is good, but what would I prefer to put and store my treasure in. You know, when we look at the traditional sense of it, we're looking at um, that being the eternal prize. So, and I know I addressed it when other people look at us, you know, what do they see when they hear us speak and when the abundance of our heart have been spoken and it showed up, what do people see? Like, what's our motive? But most importantly, we've been put here for a purpose. What will we say when we stand before God? When he looks and he opens up that box and he says, well, this is what your treasures, this is where your treasures were laid. You know, this is what you cared most about. You cared more about the money than you did about pursuing purpose. You cared more about the things than you did about chasing after, you know, what I had for you and walking in what I'd created you for and doing my work, you know, sharing the gospel and doing just really what I put you there to do. It really is so important. This is the perfect segue into the fourth leg. I want to hurry up and wrap this up because you guys have been with me already for quite some time and I hope that this episode thus far has been a blessing to you, but spiritual wealth is the fourth leg, okay? Your relationship with Christ covers all the previous areas. Without Christ, you cannot be financially wealthy and maximize the potential of financial wealth um, that, that you really are capable of having. In Christ, you have access to that. In Christ, you have physical wealth, okay? Even when things go wrong, he's a healer. He's a provider. He's a protector, He is the provider. He is the healer. He is the protector. And even emotional wealth, our minds. Oh my goodness. So many times, you know, we have our our older seasoned saints, they stand up and say, if I didn't have God, I would have lost my mind. I don't know where I would be. I would be in a mental hospital. You know, you've heard them stand up in church and they've testified. This is a reality. It's much more than a cliche saying. It's much more than just something that they stand up and say. It's reality. These other three legs, if this fourth leg, the spiritual wealth was not there, the table would be imbalanced. Okay. And so really throughout this podcast, I want to focus on these four pillars that make up the holistically wealthy boss babe and the holistically wealthy boss bro or wealthy gentleman, whichever you prefer to call yourself. Okay, through Christ, we are emotionally whole. Through Christ, we are physically whole. Through Christ, we are financially whole. And the joy that we have, okay, in him, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And that is so precious. Even the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is, is how we have salvation, what he did for us on Calvary. We get to pass that down. That in itself is precious. It's more precious than gold, far beyond any other wealth that we could ever acquire. And we must guard that and we must pass that down, okay? And that's the wealth that is going to literally be the spring from which all other wealth 
flows, um, the wealth of of knowledge even, okay? In Christ, we gain wisdom. You can have knowledge, but without wisdom, you don't know how to use that knowledge to its full capacity. And that wisdom, that true wisdom only comes from Christ. So spiritual wealth is so important. Together, these four pillars make up this table. And then on this table, we have a nice spread, a buffet of different types of wealth. Again, we see that financial wealth, social wealth, time wealth, and physical wealth. Um, Financial wealth being money, Okay, social wealth meaning status, the ability to impact, the ability to influence. This is also a type of wealth. Time wealth, which is the freedom, the freedom to do things on our own time. With if you if you're an entrepreneur, you know time freedom is is so important and so valuable. Being wealthy financially and also in these other areas affords us the opportunity and the ability to branch out and to do things that we otherwise would not have been able to do. If you're stuck at a nine to five and you really feel like you're being called to entrepreneurship, launching out into entrepreneurship and having that having that freedom of time allows you then to tap into other things that your heart beats for as well and if you are working that nine to five you know having that wealth maybe you get to choose a job that's not necessarily a nine to five but is a nine to one or you get to choose which days you get to come in or you get to choose you know there's just so many opportunities within that nine to five world so who's to know the opportunities that are afforded to you and the vacations that you get to go on maybe you get to go on a more expensive or more elaborate or you get to do more things because now you've built wealth that allows you to do that maybe you get to go on more trips in a year maybe that means that you still have your nine to five but you get to open up and do a ministry that you feel god has been calling you to do whether it be to feed the homeless or to do something for the youth of your community whatever the case may be and then physical wealth which is like material things so passing down land owning real estate passing that down to your children opening up schools physical actual things being able to buy clothes backpack resources tools for people those are the things that we get to when we have the four pillars of this table set and we have a a set and balanced table then we get to pick up the fruit that's on this table and that can be found in the different types of wealth we get to reap the benefits of having that stable table and that's basically it so this is what we're going to be talking about on this podcast this is launched to live lavish where we're redefining wealthy and lavish living and really you get to define what wealthy living is to you you get to look at it and be like okay this is what i want my life to look like this is what I would like my life to be you get to then based on the things that you chase after and how hard you work and you know you make sure that you're balanced in every single one of these areas you seek the kingdom of God first and he allows all of these things to be added to you and you also seek his righteousness that's really what we want we're not just here for no reason we have purpose every single one of us our purpose may looks may look different but it doesn't mean that we don't have purpose it's still purpose nonetheless and so that is the heartbeat of this podcast for you to be inspired to step out and to launch into passion to launch into that what you've been called to launch out into so that you can live the lavish life and that's what lavish living really means to me it's not about the private jet it's not about the red bottoms all those things are nice and yes some of those things i'd love like i might even already have a pair of red bottoms you know there's so many things materialistic things i don't want to play it off like those things don't matter yes we desire those things right but for me wealthy living and lavish living have really been redefined to be whole i want to be whole in every area of my life and i want to encourage you 
to be the same. I want you to be all that God has called you to be. My desire is to see you launch out into purpose and to see your business grow, for you to grow as an individual and for really all of us to have that impact and to touch this generation and the generations to come so that they can also be all that they were created to be. So thank you so much. This has been episode one of Launch to Live Lavish, Redefining Wealth in the Introduction. Until next time, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. If you can please like, um, give this podcast episode a review. Um, Five stars would be great. Let me know what you really, really think. And if you have any topic suggestions, I'm gonna be addressing that real soon in the outro. So stick around for that and see how you can go ahead and submit your topic to the show. If you wanna leave a recorded audio so that I can insert it and we can answer it in any of the episodes that are upcoming, please, by all means, I would love to hear your voice and I'm pretty sure our listeners would love to hear you as well. All right, until next time, much love. This is Natasha, the Wealthy Boss Babe. Take care, you guys. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Launch to Live Lavish. You've been listening to Redefining Wealth. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, just a couple of reminders. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Wealthy Boss Babe. Hit the subscribe button here if you haven't already so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, please leave us a review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to submit to the show, check out how to do this by clicking the link in my bio. I'm Natasha Harris, the Wealthy Boss Babe. As always, it has been a pleasure hanging with my Wealthy Boss family, launching into all things wealthy and lavish living. Until next time, much love.